Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today we're going to speak about divine escape, which is our subject. But if I could sub, if I could subtitle this message today, I would like to speak about breaking out, breaking out, breaking out, breaking out in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We thank God today that we're going to experience a breakout. We're going to experience a, a, a divine escape. God is going to open up for us a great way. Hallelujah. I thank God today that I believe that this is a prophetic message to the church of God in the hour in which we live. Through the book of Acts, we see that the book of Acts was written because the apostles acted and we see many miracles, signs, wonders. We see the ministry of Jesus continuing even after Jesus left to be with the Father. And I believe that we are still continuing today with the book of Acts as the church of God is moving on. We are in a great time with the church right now where we are under severe persecution, oppression and hardship. But it's a great time for God to manifest His glory, His presence and His power. So today as we look into this message, we're going to look at Acts chapter 12 from 1 to 17, but we're going to read only from 5 to 11. And... Um, we're going to trust God today that we're going to be blessed through this word. And I pray that your life will not be the same or never be the same after this moment. And I believe that today is your day. You are breaking out in Jesus' mighty name. So as we read from John chapter 12, verse 5, the Bible says, So Peter was kept in the prison, but prayer for him was being made fervently by the church to God. And now the very night when Herod was about to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and guards in front of the door were watching over the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared and a light shone in the cell. And he struck Peter's side and rose and he rose him up saying, get up quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, gird yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, wrap your cloak around you. Follow me. And he went out and continued to follow. And he did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and second guard, they came to the, the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened by them which opened for them by itself. And they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And Peter came to himself and said, Now I know for sure that the Lord has sent forth his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. So I'm going to stop there for our scripture reading, but we're going to focus on Acts chapter 1, from or Acts chapter 12 from verse 1 to 17. We know that as we begin Acts chapter 12, we, we hear about Herod Agrippa. Herod Agrippa was the grandson of Herod the Great. And so Herod the Great or Herod Agrippa was seeking favor with the Jewish people. Because right now the church was exploding, there was a mighty move of God, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit has taken place and the church was growing. And so the church was a threat to Judaism. And so at this moment, Herod Agrippa comes and he wants a kind of favor with the Jewish people. And he decides that he's going to kill the apostles. And the first apostle that he killed was James. Now James was the brother of John. 
And James was the first apostle to be martyred. The first of the 12 apostles to be martyred. James is the same one that when his um, mom asked Jesus, can one of my sons sit on my right hand and the other one on my left hand? And Jesus, Jesus then respond, or responded by saying this, are they willing to drink from the same cup I will drink from? And not knowing what they were going to get themselves into, they were confident and said they were. Now we know John went through went through the boiling pot of oil as it as it is written about him but he didn't die he lived to be an old age but james's brother was the first martyr to be killed by herod agrippa hallelujah and so <clears throat> they were in jerusalem and it was the feast of passover now during the feast of passover certain things cannot happen like killing people or or or, or any other thing because it was a feast they celebrated we know that this feast was the feast where they celebrated that their deliverance from Egypt. And so now when Herod Agrippa killed James, he felt, um, he saw that the Jewish people were very, very happy. And then he thought now he's going to continue with what he's doing. And so he took the head because Peter at this moment, before Paul's ministry begins, after Acts chapter 12, we see Peter now fades out and Paul begins his ministry. And Luke writes more about Paul further on in the book of Acts. But at this specific point, we know that Peter has already been in prison already twice, which is now Peter's third imprisonment. Hallelujah. They have been miraculously delivered out of prison before. They have been let go out of prison before. And now they're at the place right now where Peter is a gain in the prison but we understand that no matter what satan has planned or orchestrated for your life god's divine providence has already gone before us and is already made away but when we look at the life of james now we should not question why james died and why peter lived we do not know but god's divine providence rescued peter but james died now sometimes we understand it in life as we facing an hour right now where many people are surviving of COVID and others are dying and we we do not really know why but what we do know is that God is God and it does not matter actually what happens because we know that our brothers and our sisters are to be with the Lord like James the day he was martyred by Herod Agrippa we know that moment he slipped into eternity and he was with his master and his maker so when we look at this particular story we pick up now that there was a famine in Acts chapter 11 and now Herod was killing, beginning to persecute the church, persecution of the church. We're living in a time, as I said early on, where the church is under tremendous pressure and oppression and the church is being denied its, um, to, to be the church in the time in which we are living. We cannot be the church as we were used to being the church. Praying for the sick, the sick is now shown away from the church instead of being welcomed into the house of God. But we thank God that God is almighty and all-powerful. When I preach this message, I'm thinking about our, our brothers and sisters at this present moment in Afghanistan who is going through hardships and difficulties. And I believe that God has a divine plan for their divine escape. I believe that God has already put before the divine providence of God for many deliverances, many healings, many salvations, many miraculous things that is going to happen to our brothers and sisters. And even in our nations today, even South Africa, that was once upon a time a nation where we could just preach the gospel freely has now become a nation where we have been oppressed. But we believe that God is going to come. God is going to come through for us in a mighty 
way hallelujah and so we're gonna break out we're gonna break out can somebody say with me the church is gonna break out say you're gonna break out you're gonna break out hallelujah when we look at the definition of escape the definition of escape is this break free from confinement or control breaking free from confinement or control and i want to encourage somebody today Whatever the enemy has confined you in, whatever the enemy has limited you in, today you're going to break out of that in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Whatever confinement the enemy has placed upon you, upon your destiny, upon your life, upon your family, upon your business, upon your marriage, upon your household, you're going to break out tonight, today in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When we look at synonyms for the word escape we look at words like breaking away get away break out which i'm using today also deliverance hallelujah deliverance god's gonna bring deliverance today in the name of jesus somebody's gonna experience deliverance because of what jesus has done and because of the authority and the power of that name in jesus mighty name what it also means to escape is to sidestep Hallelujah. Somebody's about to sidestep. The enemy has launched a weapon against you, but God is going to give you the grace to sidestep. Whatever the enemy has meant for you, you're going to sidestep in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody is going to experience, there's going to be a bypassing. What was meant for you is not going to, is not going to reach you. Amen. Because God is going to cause you to move over you. And it just reminds me about the children of Israel when they were in Egyptian slavery, how they angel of death over uh, i mean passed over them passed over them when they were in the land of gershom and none of their firstborns died so i declare today that whatever the enemy is meant for you is about to bypass you it's gonna bypass you in jesus mighty name hallelujah to escape also speaks about departure deep Departure, glory be to God. There's going to be a divine escape at the end. The church will be raptured and we will not go through many of the things that the world will experience. Hallelujah. There's going to be a divine escape. There's going to be a departure. There's going to be a move. We're going to depart. Hallelujah. God is going to do great things. And then there's also the word that comes up that I also took of one of the synonyms was dodging, to dodge, to dodge. Hallelujah. So I declare today that in the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to dodge whatever the enemy has meant for your demise and for your destruction in Jesus mighty name when I look at this particular story on the book of Acts and came into the truth when God started revealing to me and I started understanding the Bible and seeing how things happen I started looking into the word of God now and uh, uh, before then I didn't know all of these things that I'm that I'm about to share about my, a certain testimony of mine that happened a couple of years ago when we were a, a group of young uh, young boys we went out to a certain event but when we came back we had an accident now the accident was was disastrous it was it was it was crazy but um, when I look back now and I, and, I, and I look at how God delivers people and how God's hand is upon people, and then I understand that night that that was a miracle. Now, we went out with a group of young boys and some of our parents were saved. And I believe that it could have been that maybe some of them prayed for us. Some of them prayed for us. Some of them prayed that God's hand will be upon our lives. And... Um, that night when we came from wherever we went to, we, 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 we made an accident. We were in a car that could accommodate about 
seven people, but we were like 13 in that car. So we, 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 we were actually overloading that car and we made an accident that night. And, you know, all the, all the, the, the ambulances showed up, the, 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 the police showed up, Every everything showed up, a cop showed up and they thought that they're going to find bodies laying all over the place. But when they came, um, the car was written off. The car was badly, badly damaged. But when we look at ourselves, we none of us had a single scratch on our body. We were, we were, we weren't even touched. None of us were even scarred. None of us had nothing wrong with us. But when I was in that car that day and that car rolled and tumbled, I thought that I'm gonna die because that moment was so. It was. It was a. It was a moment where. It's like you were expecting anything to happen. It's like my head would go through the car or somebody would just fall out and we would be there mourning the death of a friend. But God rescued us. That was a divine escape moment. Hallelujah. When I, when I read a certain story and I bring it back to the book of Acts, I read a striking story of a, of a man called Sunda Singh. Hallelujah. By order of the chief Lama of Tibetan community, he was thrown into a dry well. And that well was covered up and the well was locked securely. Hallelujah. Here he was left to die. He was a preacher, but now they he was preaching in a place where people didn't want to hear about Jesus. And so they threw him into the striped. Like many others before him, whose bones and rotting flesh lay at the bottom of the well. On the third night, when he had been calling to God in prayer, he heard someone unlocking the cover of the well and removing it. Then a voice spoke to him, telling him to take hold of the rope that was being lowered. He did so gladly to find a loop at the bottom of the rope in which he would place his foot, for his arm had been injured before he was thrown down. He was then drawn up and the cover was replaced and locked. But when he looked around to thank his rescuer, he could find no trace of him. The fresh air revived him and his injured arm felt whole again. When morning came, he returned to the place where he had been arrested and resumed preaching. Like the apostles earlier in the book of Acts, they went back to Solomon's porch and they started preaching after their deliverance. News was brought to the chief Lama that the man who had been thrown into the execution while had been liberated and was preaching again. Sunder Singh was brought before him and questioned and told the story of his release. The Lama declared that someone must have gotten hold of the key and let him out. But when search was made for the key, it was found attached to the Lama's girdle. Glory be to God. So this Sunday Singh experienced a miraculous deliverance. Hallelujah. A miraculous de deliverance. I declare that God is about to allow you or you're about to experience a miraculous escape, a miraculous deliverance, a miraculous breakout in the name of Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. So when we read the book of First Peter chapter 3 and verse 12, the Bible says, and his ears are open unto the prayers. His ears are open unto our prayers. 
And so we understand that God's ears is open at all times unto our prayers. Glory be to God. So we're looking into this word, hallelujah, that God's prayer, that God's ear is open to our prayers. And so we as the church, we need to pray. We need to find ourselves during this time of hardships and difficulties praying. We need to become a people that seeks the face of God. We need to become a people that's searching after God. We need to become a people that is pursuing God. We need to become a people right now that's that's praying like never before. Hallelujah. We need to pray. Church, can we pray? Can somebody pray? Hallelujah. Here we find Sunday sing. he was praying. That night when we were in that accident, I believe somebody was praying. We might never know now, but one day when we get into eternity, maybe God will show us the times when prayer rescued us. Well, I don't know how it's going to be then, but we would know how we were delivered and how we were saved from anything that the enemy has meant for our demise and our destruction in the name of Jesus Christ. I remember years ago, I was sitting at a certain person's house, and while we were praying, a group of young people, we spent some time just praying. And as we were praying, I got a vision, an inner vision, and I said to the guys, we need to pray against an accident that is about to happen, not knowing that an accident was going to happen in a few hours' time. And then we prayed, and I cut off the accident, and we and I went home just like normal, like life just went on and later that night I received a call from somebody saying that the person that was with us in that place was in an accident but the guy made it out of the car alive even though the car was badly damaged can somebody say divine escape hallelujah god is about to give somebody a divine escape somebody's about to get a divine escape in their finances somebody's about to get a divine escape in their lives some so somebody's child is about to experience deliverance in the mighty name of jesus christ hallelujah so we understand that they began to pray they began to pray and we see that in the story the praying of the saints is a turning point in this particular story hallelujah therefore we must never underestimate the power of a church that prays glory be to god we must never underestimate the power of a church that prays glory be to god the angel fetched peter out of the prison hallelujah thomas watson wrote this a puritan preacher the angel fetched peter out of prison but it was prayer that fetched the angel can i say that again that is that is a very very exciting um, quote hallelujah the very very exciting statement by thomas watson the angel fetched peter out of prison said the puritan preacher but it was prayer that fetched the angel glory be to god hallelujah so as we are praying angels are working can somebody agree with me when we are praying somebody is the angel sorry is working glory be it to God. And so when we begin to look into the word of God, we, we understand that at this moment, Peter is asleep. When he started verse 5, Peter is asleep. But before we get to that, Peter being asleep, I want to look at this today, that when we when we begin to read the story, we begin to understand something very, very significant in this particular text. Hallelujah. And we find that, 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 that people that try to fight God, and when I say fight God, is when they fight the people of God, or fight the church of God, or fight any saint of God. They are trading on thin ice. They are trading on thin ice. Because who would want to fight the people of God? Why would you like want to fight the church of God? Why would you want to fight the church of God? And so like Herod Agrippa, 
Hallelujah. He had to learn the hard way of his folly trying to fight the children of God. Hallelujah. He would have been wise if he heeded the words of Camille in Acts chapter 5 verse 39 when he was warning the Sanhedrin not to be found fighting against God. Hallelujah. But people that are hard-headed usually go against this and fight the people of God and they face fatal fatal or they face hard times or when God responds to those attacks hallelujah those people end up being in big big trouble we see this in Jeremiah 21 verse 5 that God warns his enemies that I myself war against you with an outstretched hand and a mighty arm even anger and wrath and great indignation hallelujah so I I, I, as the Lord says, hallelujah, I'm going to read the scripture again. It says, I myself shall war against you with an outstretched hand and a mighty arm, even anger and wrath and great indignation, indignation, sorry. He warned the hypocrites in the church of Paganum and said, repent therefore or else I'm coming to you quickly and I will make war against you with the sword of my mouth. We understand this, hallelujah. So when we see this, we understand there are three reasons for not fighting God. We see this in the book of Acts because God's power cannot be contested. His punishment cannot be avoided and his purposes cannot be frustrated. Solomon well expressed this this, this hopelessness of fighting against God when he wrote, there is no wisdom and no understanding and no counsel against the Lord. Why I said this is prophetic because at this moment there are governments and leaders fighting the church and they are fighting against God. Hallelujah. For the Lord said, I will fight for you. He said in the book of Exodus and you shall hold your peace. Hallelujah. So when God brings us out, God fights on our behalf. When God brings our escape, God fights on our behalf. When God delivers us, God is fighting on our behalf. Hallelujah. And therefore, we understand that even sinful man has often, has often tried throughout history. Hallelujah. To fight against God. And they all failed. Hallelujah. They all failed because they needed to understand that true wisdom only lies with God. And we see this throughout history. And I and I got a few stories of three people that fought against God and what was the results. Hallelujah. We know that once upon a time, the great Beatles or the Beatles that were big at once upon a time, they believed that they were, that they were at a place bigger, at a point bigger than Jesus Christ. And because of this, they then became in some people's eyes, idols, but for some of them, they lost their lives in a very sad way. And I'm going to read three people's stories that fought against God. In the 19th century, German philosopher Friedrich Lustger despised Christianity as the religion of weaklings. Fighting God eventually pushed him over the brink and he spent the last several years of his life insane. Novelist Sinclair Lewis, winner of the 1913 Nobel Prize for Literature, also thought he could fight God. His novel, Elma Granti, mocked Christianity. Its leading character was an evangelist who was also an alcoholic and an uneasy fornicator. Lewis' fight against God cost him his sobriety, and he died a hopeless alcoholic in a clinic near Rome. Another Nobel Peace Prize Winning author Ernest Hemingway considered himself living proof that one could successfully fight God. He boasted of fighting in revolutions, 
tumbling woman and leading life of sin without apparent consequences. His sin eventually found him out, found him out, sorry. And however, he put a shotgun to his head and killed himself. And what happened was fighting costed him his life. Fighting cost him his life. Had the greater thought that is going to fight against, had the greater thought is going to fight against the children of God. And he missed that. He thought he's going to fight against the children of God and he missed that. Hallelujah. And so here we see that even when he tried to fight God, God has already made a way out. God has already made a way of escape for you. Can somebody give God praise? God has made a way of escape for you. Somebody needs to know that God has made a way of escape. You will escape. God has already made divine providence. When Paul's journey was not yet up, when Paul's assignment was not yet completed, the Bible says when they end, when when they when they ended up in the prison in Philippi the Bible says that they began to sing praises unto God and God brought divine deliverance now they could not sing praises if they did not have the peace of God they knew that their praises was the voice of faith unto God and by them singing praises now brought the presence of God down into that into that cell and they were delivered hallelujah so one of our one of the ways or one of the things that brings divine deliverance or divine escape is that we need to continue continually live in praise unto God. But when we go back to Peter, the Bible says Peter was sleeping. Now, Peter was not just sleeping. Peter was fast asleep. Herod was planning to kill Peter the next day. And Peter must have known this. But Peter was in prison before. Angels delivered him. Peter was in prison. They came out miraculously. And now Peter's again in prison. And Peter is fast asleep. Hallelujah. He was chained to, to, there was there were 16 soldiers that did different kinds that did different shifts hallelujah each four or four groups or four soldiers would do three hour shifts so they were securing Peter because somehow they must have knew if, known if God brought them out before God is going to bring him out so we're going to use manpower to try to keep them to keep Peter captive but we know that no man is matched to God hallelujah no man is a match for God when God wants to bring you out, the devil can try what he wants to. If God's word has been spoken over your life, the devil can do what he wants to. If God has made the promise unto you, the devil can try what he wants to. But if God's going to bring you out, God's going to bring you out. And so how Peter was in prison, one on one side on his left hand, he was tied with a chain to a soldier. On the right hand, he was tied to a chain with two soldiers and in front of the very gates of the prison there was two soldiers and they would change ships all the time so four new soldiers would come in every three hours so that they would not fall asleep or become tired or anything they needed to be wide awake so they could keep guard over Peter oh the devil is a liar even though Satan tries to do what he wants to with you if God has a purpose and a call over your life God will bring you through it God will bring you out of it God Will bring deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ. Can somebody say, God will deliver me in Jesus' mighty name? Hallelujah. God will deliver me. So Peter was 
was asleep. He was, he was, he was asleep. So when we read further, we understand that Peter also had faith in God. Peter had a certain level of faith in God. And this amazes me, hallelujah, because Peter is asleep. I mean, when you know that you're going to die the next day, some of us would be anxious. Some of us would try to figure out uh, maybe we have sinned, whatever we have done. We will try to contact family members and try to get right with people. But here Peter is fast asleep. He's enjoying his night's sleep. Hallelujah. He's enjoying his night's sleep because the Bible says in the book of Psalms, hallelujah, that the Lord watches over us. So Peter felt maybe the Lord watches over us. He does not need two of us to watch over one person. God has already been watching over him. Hallelujah. God has been watching over Peter. God was protecting Peter. And Peter had this confidence in God. Hallelujah. And when we look at Philippians 4, and we look at verse 7. Philippians 4 and verse 7. We understand something very amazing in the book of Philippians 4 and verse 7. And we see that Peter had this, had this, had this, at this peace of God and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus and so Peter had this peace that surpassed all understand I mean he was asleep while the church was praying Peter was sleeping I don't know was he drooling what was he snoring but he had a good night's sleep hallelujah he was sound asleep because the Bible says when the angel appeared they shone a light into the cell and the angel had to wake Peter up. Hallelujah. He had to wake Peter up. Hallelujah. The fact that Peter had been a prison twice before also maybe gave Peter calmness because he knew God would deliver him. Or that Peter had a promise over his life that there was a certain time he would die and it wouldn't be now. So Peter was holding also onto the promise of God. And here we find out that the promises of God can give you the peace of God because you know that God is faithful and true to his word hallelujah so in the previous experiences peter was with companions but in this time peter is alone hallelujah he is alone and we understand that peter's deliverance did not happen instantaneously like before here now peter went through a process over that weekend and the night before he was going to be executed the lord came through for him we see god operating many times in our lives when god comes out on or comes through for us which we would call that 11th hour breakthrough that breakthrough when people has has forsaken or that breakthrough when maybe people has already given up and people thought it's not going to be um like 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 sarah sarah thought it's not going to be possible that's when the angel said it she laughed because she thought now i'm past that time i had my days and sometimes when god breaks through for us it comes in a moment where all flesh has failed and now it's time for god to step in and i believe that we are living in that time right now where we're going to see the miraculous hand of god like never before because the church has ran out of ideas the church has ran out of plans and now we're going to see the mighty power of god moving in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah God is gonna do great things so Peter the Peter's previous arrest had had taken place after great victories but this one followed the death of James his brother and his colleague so this was a new type of situation they were preaching in the earlier books of Acts and they got caught in prison and at least they had some companions to motivate one another but now this time around Peter is alone sometimes we go through situations and we have a crowd and then there are moments when we face 
trials head on and you are the only one hallelujah standing you are the only one that needs to trust god and those are the moments we know that god will come through because we do not put faith in man but we put faith in god so peter had good friends because the bible says while peter was in prison friends were praying for him people were gathering praying the church needs to unite we need to pray for one another we need to stand together we need to believe with one another that god is going to come through hallelujah the church was in unceasing prayer for peter they continued to pray first thessalonians 5 verse 17 says the church remained in an attitude of prayer they prayed without ceasing hallelujah we learn in james 5 verse 16 the church now stepped into a into a place of unlimited power and authority hallelujah because when we understand there's no limit to the power of prayer it changes people and it changes circumstances in jesus mighty name we're going to look at just a few things that could have given peter this confidence and this peace hallelujah so we begin with as we have said early on hallelujah that peter peter that many believers were praying for peter and this could be the one reason that Peter had this peace. Hallelujah. And so it, they kept it day and night. They kept day and night. And so this brought Peter great, great peace. Hallelujah. Prayer was a way of reminding us of the promises of God's word. Such as I will both lay me down in sleep if thou, for thou, O Lord, will keep me. I will lay myself down to sleep for the Lord only makes me to dwell in safety. Hallelujah. So he was constantly meditating surely on the promises of God. And as he kept his eyes on Jesus Christ, amazing things began to happen. In the book of Luke chapter 18, we find when we pray without fainting, we pray without giving up. Hallelujah. Though the answer may delay, but God will come through for us. Therefore, we need to understand that when we never give up, though we may not see an answer to our prayers, we must keep praying that's when we never give up we might not see the results but we need to keep praying so while peter was kept in the prison as i said the church was praying hallelujah the church was praying as every time the church faced persecution the church would pray prayer for him was being made fervently fervently by the church of god that is the word the bible uses fervently they knew only god had the power to release peter Hallelujah. When we look at the word fervently, or we look at the word there, the adverb ectanos, which is fervently, is related to ethnos. It's a medical term describing the stretching of a muscle to its limits. So ethnos is also used in Luke 22, 44, to describe our Lord's prayer in Gethsemane. When being in agony, he was praying very fervently and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling upon the ground. So the church poured the maximum effort they were able or capable into the prayers for Peter. They knew the truth James was later to express. The effect of prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. They had the secret even before it was written. Hallelujah. The word ethnos, hallelujah, is from a group which describes three essential elements of the Christian life. It speaks about love, service, and in the present passage, it speaks about prayer. So when we look at poor people, um, Peter in this situation, Peter could have been thinking and meditating upon the promises of God. And here's some promises for us when we are facing times of confinement and times where the enemy wants to keep us confined or keep us locked up. Hallelujah. It says here in the book of Isaiah 41 verse 10, it says, fear thou not for I am with thee. 
Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, I will help you, and I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. But we understand that as Peter had this peace, hallelujah, and he also had this thought that Herod would want to kill him. Peter had this promise from Jesus, hallelujah, in the book of John 21, 18 and 19, that Peter knew he would die as an old man. So Peter simply laid hold of all these promises of God and committed the entire situation to God, hallelujah, and had great peace. Because the Bible says, cast your cares unto the Lord. Cast your cares unto the Lord, hallelujah. So I want to encourage somebody, meditate upon the promises of God in your your darkest hour and trust God to bring you out in Jesus mighty name so Peter now is asleep but suddenly he's been awoken by the angel of the Lord hallelujah I declare today that there will be divine assistance the Bible says the angels of God are ministers to the heirs of salvation in the name of Jesus Christ now, in Psalms 34 and verse 7 let's just read Psalms 34 and verse 7 I would just want to quote this for you in Psalms 34 verse 7 the Bible teaches us something very amazing. The Bible says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. I declare today there will be divine rescue in the name of Jesus. There will be divine deliverance in the name of Jesus. Somebody get ready. Your child will be divinely delivered. We declare today that even in Afghanistan, in China, and in many other nations, there will be divine deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ. The angel brought light and liberty into the prison cell, but the guards had no idea of anything that was going on. Peter was tied. This is a miraculous work because Peter is tied between two guards. But these guards did not feel anything. I don't know did the angels put or God put the guards into a slumber or into a sleep, but they could not notice Peter leaving. Hallelujah. They could not notice Peter leaving. Glory be to God. Your deliverance will be so great that people will or the enemy will not even know that you have left. Hallelujah. The enemy will come back to the old address and he will not find you there because God has brought you out. Glory be to God. The enemy will think you are still in captivity. The enemy will think you are still in the old life, but God has brought you out in Jesus' mighty name. So Peter probably, probably thought, as the Bible says, that he was seeing a dream or a vision. But he arose and followed the angel out of the prison and into the street. And only then did he come to realize that he had been a part of another miracle that has taken place. Hallelujah. So the angel then woke Peter up and said to Peter, dress yourself. Dress yourself. Glory to God. Sometimes in a miracle we need to cooperate with God. Hallelujah. Sometimes in a miracle God will give us a, a, a human side or a human thing that we need to do to, 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 to activate the miracle that is going to take place in our lives. And sometimes we need, to, we need to partner with God. We need to work with God in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says we Peter put on his garments, he put on his sandals, and then, then, then he did this, and he, 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 he got up, and he followed the angel. So he followed the angel in obedience. Hallelujah. So we need to understand that, as I said, that God joins his miracles sometimes with our human abilities and and he, and, he, and he asks us to do certain things while he's busy with a miracle as the bible says jesus multiplied the loaves and the fish but then commanded his disciples to gather up the leftovers 
He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead and then told the parents to give us something to eat. Hallelujah. Even in miracles, God always is practical. We need to understand that. God is always practical. God alone can do extraordinary things, but his people must do the ordinary. Glory be to God. Can I say that again? God can do extraordinary things, but his people must be ready to do the ordinary. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, but the man had to roll the stone away. So when we look at the book of Acts chapter 12 verse 11, the Bible says, And when Peter came to himself, he said, Now I'm sure that the Lord has sent for this angel and rescued me from the end from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. So the word there also speaks about deliverance in some translation. Hallelujah. So this, as I said, was the Passover season. This was the Passover season and they were celebrating the exodus from Egypt. But Peter was about to experience a new exodus. Glory be to God. Somebody's about to experience a new exodus. I declare somebody's about to experience God's mighty power. God is about to bring deliverance to your home. God is about to bring deliverance to your family. God is about to deliver their children from drug addiction, from anything that is keeping them bound, keeping them in sin in the name of Jesus. God is about to deliver people from the spirit of death. God is about to bring people out of the confinement of sin. That sin that has confined you, that has taken you captive and as yelled you captive you are coming out that family that has been confined through a curse you are coming out that family that has been yelled back by the enemy you are breaking out today that ministry that has been confined by the enemy today is your day of breakthrough that minister that has been confined by the enemy limitations has been placed on you today you are breaking out in the name of Jesus Christ I declare that business that could not get out or could not break through today you are breaking out in the name of Jesus Christ I declare those people that could not move forward or accelerate in their lives today it is your day that God is going to bring a miraculous turnaround and a miraculous breakout in Jesus name I declare tonight that even as the Egyptians even even as the Israelites left Egypt the Bible says that night when the deliverance came they needed to take what they could and leave I declare to somebody hallelujah you're going to take what you can and you're going to move into your next season because the next season God has already gone before you and made provision for you in Jesus mighty name it is your time to break out it is your time to break out can somebody say break out in Jesus name it is your time to remove the limitations it's a time where your destiny that has been confined you are moving out of that out of that confinement in the name of Jesus the church is breaking out there's a mighty wave of revival we are living in revival we are in revival we are in a time where God is gonna do great things because the limitations has been taken off in the name of Jesus Christ. Angels of God. The Bible says angels watch us over God's word to perform it. So I believe even during the time when Peter was in the prison, they could have been declaring the word of the Lord. And as they spoke about Peter's freedom, the angels of the Lord carried out the command of God's word and delivered Peter from prison. It could be that way. Hallelujah. Because the Bible promises that the angels will deliver us and rescue us. So today I declare that angels, the, 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 
the 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 miraculous or the or, or the miraculous of god hallelujah is accompanied also through angels and we're going to see the supernatural of god as angels are going to be of divine assistance even in the hour in which we live in jesus mighty name i'm reminded about the story of john wesley and his brother charles when they were in a certain place in in a certain city i think it was in london when they were and they were trapped in this house because there was a group of people that wanted to hurt them. But they were trapped in this house, but they prayed unto the Lord. And when they prayed unto the Lord, suddenly they moved out of the house and past the people and the people did not even notice them and they made a divine escape i declare today that god is going to make your escape so miraculous that people i'm telling you i declare today people are going to look for you by the old place people are going to look for you at the old location but they will not find you because god is going to come through for you miraculously hallelujah people thought they are going to leave you there you're going to die and perish people thought that without them you're going to be nothing without them you're going to fail you're not going to succeed but I've got news for you today that God is about to relocate you supernaturally and even though they're going to look for you like they look for for, 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 for for the apostles and they look for, 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 for Peter they could not find him because God has brought miraculous escape like the people of the children of Israel God brought them out of Egyptian bondage for 430 years or for, four, for, for about a period of time they were in bondage or slavery but God delivered them I am not here to to, to debate or here to discuss how long you've been in a situation but what I know and what I believe that no matter what curse no matter how many generations this thing has lived in your family today you're about to escape it in the name of Jesus you're about to break out of it in the name of Jesus you're about to walk free from it in the name of Jesus because our God is your God our God is your deliverer God is the deliverer in the name of Jesus Christ so today I pray and I prophesy that angels are being released over the airwaves and over the atmospheres across the earth and today we can experience divine deliverance even as you hear this message right now divine deliverance is taking place divine escape is taking place somebody is breaking out in the name of Jesus somebody is breaking out in the name of Jesus and as we come to a close and we end this very awesome chapter on the book of in the book of Acts chapter 12 they prayed they prayed and now Peter goes to the place where they prayed. He visits the home where the people are praying for him. Because the Bible teaches us, hallelujah, we should bear one another's burdens. And this is what Peter, the, the secret of this is the disciples or these people bore one another's burdens. So they prayed with Peter and Peter shows up and the Bible says, Rhoda hears Peter's voice at the door. Hallelujah. And those who were praying did not believe. They thought Rhoda has lost her mind. Peter is in prison. How is it possible? How is it sometimes that we pray and yet we do not believe? Sometimes we pray and we do not believe. And here we find a scenario. The church was praying. And they then said to Rhoda, maybe it is angel. Because they believed back then, the Jews believed that each and every person had his own guardian angel. And so they believed that at that time when, 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 when Peter was calling out, it was Peter's angel that came to, that came to, came to, um, to speak to them or to see them or, 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 or anything so they had this they had this belief system that they that they were dealing with and so the bible says peter kept kept calling and then suddenly they opened up the door 
and then they saw it was Peter. Hallelujah. And so God delivered Peter. It shows us God's mighty power and that no man is matched for the power of God. No demon spirit can stand against the power of God. We've seen from the beginning that Satan tried to fight God but he was cast out of heaven. We see at the end in Revelations that even though Satan tries still to, 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 to rise up against God, he will still be defeated. Hallelujah. So God freed Peter but James was killed. And John was beheaded at the end. Oh, people died and many other people died. John the Baptist was beheaded. And so we do not know why some died, why some is delivered. And therefore we know just God will bring us out. God will deliver us. And whatever way we will be delivered, we give God all the glory. I close with a short story from a preacher. A preacher shared this one day, and I mean, and sometimes it could be controversial to some people's beliefs, but he shared this, and he, and he said this, in his church one day, or in a certain season in his church, a lot of young men were dying. And he couldn't understand why these great young men were dying. They were a blessing to the house of God. But they were just passing on. And this pastor then sought God through fasting and praying. And in his fasting and praying, he heard this, the Lord said to him, that in this specific case, now, I, I, I like to emphasize because not all of us go through the same thing. So in his specific case or concerning his church, he was then reminded or told by the Lord that God was saving these young men from what was to come in the future because some of them would not have survived. So when God brings a divine escape, it could be in any way because God alone knows what the future holds. I do not want to dampen people's faith today at the end of this marvelous message. I would love you to keep the faith until the end because Paul even had that faith until the end because Paul said, if I live, is Christ to die is gain. He never lost faith. Whatever the will of God is, that's what, what Paul's desire was. So as God brings divine escape in our life and as God brings us out, and as we break through and break out, let's continue to have our faith in God. If today you believe God has spoken to you, I want you to raise your hands right where you are and say this prayer with me. Say, Father, I believe today in your word. I believe in your promises. I believe that you will deliver me and break me out. I believe that you will bring divine freedom and restoration thank you lord today that god you are true and every man every other man is a liar father today i believe that you are my deliverer in jesus mighty name if you have said that prayer i want you to connect your faith to god and hold on to his promises in your life and while everybody is troubled you will be sound asleep in jesus name because the lord watches over us. Amen and amen.